So welcome to the second episode of the Integral Anatomy three-week adventure. Um, this might be a little bit longer, this one. We have got day three and day four to cover, and we may even slip uh, day five in there yet. I'm not sure. I don't know. haven't decided. But anyway, so you know what? San Francisco is cold, so it's been chilly the last couple of days it's a sort of a what we in England would call a sea fret that comes in so if you've got the idea that San Francisco or California is bright and sunny and full of blue sky well it is some of the time but the last couple of days has been hats and uh, sort of jumpers uh, not quite coats on but it is pretty chilly anyway back to our lab so day three was an interesting day Finishing off taking the skin off from the front of the cadavers, um, it's a luxury to spend three days doing this task, which six days we would be halfway through. Yeah, it's not rocket science, is it? But we'd be halfway through now, and we would be well into some deeper layers of tissue, and so to hang out in these layers of um, of skin and not even to be into superficial fascia is is a real luxury. There is also the requirement to measure and to observe, and so day three was a lot about that, writing down uh, what everybody was seeing or what else was going on, and doing some demonstrations uh, that Gil did, which was a demonstration uh, of the, the genital dissections. The difference here is that if you've done the six days, anybody that's listening might have done the six days and you've heard the, the penis speech and the and the speeches around the, the male and female genitalia but here we have four TV screens set up in the lab and um, yours truly here was using the camera and we've got three cameras focused on a, a cadaver which is uh, being um, dissected in front of the room. We're not recording anything um, there's just sensibilities in relation to the recording aspect so nothing's being recorded but the close-up views of the dissections are absolutely stunning you cannot even Gil who is doing the dissection has got no idea about the power of, of the close-up that is being done so the ability to see in full high definition exactly what's going on the scalpel blade is on the screen 18 inches long and every single uh, piece of skin and every single piece of tissue is exposed so there's nothing that you miss um, and it's quite a remarkable visual experience I'm, I'm trying to concentrate on pointing the camera in the right direction but also looking at the screen and saying wow that's amazing so uh, it means that also people aren't crowded around and the the view is a stunning view so you have people at one end of the lab and and at the other end of the lab um, getting a great view of what's going on on the dissecting table so that's been been really special for day three to to have that So day four has seen the removal of the last bit of the skin from the um, from the back, and now we are starting to get into the the layer of the superficial fascia. It's a particular favourite layer of mine for reasons that will become obvious when we hear some of the recordings that I've made 
over the period of the fourth day. And um, there's still a fair bit to do coming to the end of day four as far as that superficial layer is concerned, but it was um, really a, um, a, a day where the group started, I felt, to come together and to work on a, a cohesive level. There was starting to be more bonding in terms of the personalities, people getting to know each other, and I really get a sense of, surprisingly, even with a, with a big group like that, that this real um, feeling that it, there's a very unified and very forward-looking group of people there and some incredibly interesting and um, and um, talented um, individuals in the room and I'm really looking forward to speaking to them all over the next couple of weeks as this um, project progresses. So let's um, have a listen to some of the things that happened on day four and in, including some of the, the insightful comments that were made in the circle time in the morning Sometimes circle time for some people can seem a bit of a, a trial, but I, I think it's a it's a very cathartic way and it's a very useful way of of clearing out what's happening and starting to um, talk about the, the 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 day ahead. And I'm very glad that Gil hasn't uh, dropped this uh, coming together effectively. I suppose an assembly, if you like, um, each morning. I think it's a um, a very useful thing, even with this with this extended project. Right? This is our culture on the table. This is America, right? And, uh, and it's, it's, it's frankly amazing. This is our emotional life on the table. You know, this is our, a, a giant sense organ on the table, a giant sense organ. This is our sensuality on the table. We hug and slip and slide over each other on this layer. Right? We hug our fluff one to another. This is, a, this is a, a world, and it's a world that we love and judge at the same time, right? We, we permit it to be shaped this way on this spot, but not that way on the spot six inches over. If it's six inches over, now we hate you. If it's six inches over here, now we love you. And what a beautiful mess this is. Up trash in now we have a dozen cadavers, all with a beautiful dissection of superficial fascia. This is this is a unique view. And before we put one scalpel blade to it, I want you all to take that, take it in. First, verbally, because I'm telling you, as a matter of fact, nobody dissects this way. Okay, there may be some people who not take the skin and superficial fascia off together, but when they do it, they're doing it on an arm or on a chest for a prosection. Okay, nobody takes the whole skin of the cadaver off <laughs> for the first get-go at all, number one. And number two, it sure as hell don't do it 12 times in the same room. I never have. I'm seeing this for the first time in my life. Okay, so it's cool. I mean, we, it's cool to see four examples of it. It's cool to see one example of it. And most professors have seen it one time. Look at it and they'll say, I've never seen that in my whole career. People who've been in dissection labs their whole career have never seen it, whether what, whatever country they're in. All medical dissection in the Western world is not done this way. So, and what, again, like, so what, right? That's a fair question. So what? Well, 
You know, what, what of it are the fact that we come from professions where we work blind for years and years, never ever seeing what we touch? And then finally, you're like, oh, that's what I touch? You're a massage therapist, you've been in a lab three days and, and there's no muscle on the table. I go, where is it? What do I touch? Isn't that what I touch? No. No, not really. Your skin, superficial fascia, deep fascia, thin muscle. You've got to go through this to get to that. So this is what's treated. This is what we suffer from. This is our culture. It's strange, isn't it? But that's how it is in our culture. And we have problematized this layer, made it, meaning made a problem out of it, right? And then we have a relationship with it. You are in relationship with it before you got here. Your relationship with it is, ch is changing as we touch this layer. Now we're gonna go and do something really crazy. You know, we're going to cut, cut into it, but not just any old willy-nilly way. I'm gonna walk you into this emotional ocean, right? We're gonna hold your hand while you do it. Years ago, when I first dissected this tissue, I was telling some people, maybe I told them, I don't remember, I would try and rolf it off. And sure enough, some of the tissue can be freed with your hands. But if you only use that tool, and that's all tool I used, I would take the whole superficial fascia off manually, and it would be a friggin' disaster. People would be crying and running out of the room, and ladies would be in pain. People who had superficial fascia would be hurting. It's a sense organ, and you can feel it. But you can also hold it. So even that fact, when I learned that fact of that relationship, that correlation between energy in a room and how you treat the tissue, that you can actually also feel good when you do it, and that you can also actually become elevated through the process, and you can actually come to a point of embracing something that you may have been out of sync with, right? This is a very common, and our, our whole culture is out of sync with this layer a bit, right? So that we have disease processes, our epidemic in this layer, right? So we have anorexia and bulimia, and we have obesity, and these are all, um, in some part, distorted relationships with the superficial fascia. We have epidemic diabetes. It's a distortion of relationship with this layer. Right? It's, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a visceral organ that's draped over our musculoskeletal system. It's the twin of the pancreas. The pancreas is, is saying store fat, burn fat. And the white and brown adipose is saying store fat, burn fat. And they're in a constant communication, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna swim in, the, in, the, in our metabolism here, right? This is an organ of metabolism. It's a lymphoid organ. It's uh, what else is it? It's a, it's an endocrine. It's a giant endocrine gland, basically, uh, that we're that we wear around us. And I would also add that it's, it's it's literally an antenna that reads the emotional environment. That we've trained our our antenna to read an environment in a certain way, and that's changeable through body work. That through body work, sensitive care of the body, you actually. Uh, can transform a person's relationship with their environment from like hypersensitive or something into a, a, a person who can walk through with ease through the world. I mean, body work has the power. The interoceptors are the reason for that. Yes, talk, Julian likes to talk about interoceptors. Please share. <laughs> this is your moment. You got two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes. He asked for ten. We're giving him two. <laughs> ten minutes on antennas and two minutes on interoceptors. Well, what do you like? One. <laughs> 
Minute 45. So interception, you've all heard proprioception, you've got an interception. Interception, in a boy's description, the ultimate thing you'll find in Wikipedia is if you are, have a dodgy stomach, a dodgy Derby Kelly belly, and you think you're going to fart, and you know that if you do, you're going to follow through. Okay? It's not going to turn out good. That's, that's the ultimate description of interception. But interception is the sense of well-being. That's the thing that says, I actually don't feel quite right but also it's the sense of touch. So the sense of touch is where we come from and we inhabit our sense of well-being. So if I come up to Gil and he's, his girlfriend has let him down and run off with somebody that's better looking and generally more intelligent, then I come up and I, go, I say to him, ah, oh, you know, that's, and I give him a hug. I don't come up and, and try and work his tissues and his muscles in a deep way. I come up and I touch him. And the feeling of the touch is the sense of well-being. And this is, this is part of our DNA. It's absolutely part of our DNA. Our favorite animal is the human animal. It's not a cat or a dog or a giraffe or a whatever it happens to be. It is the human. And so when we touch, we drive the human growth factor. The TGF1 drives that. It drives it through the pituitary and it drives it through the somatotrophins that then lay down the connective tissues that send the fibroblasts off into space to make more tissues. It's the only way we can get change is to get more connective tissue laid down. And the best way we get that is through touch. So when you cuddle a child or you stroke a child or you hug somebody, you are driving human growth factor from the somatotropin. Now interoceptors go to the insular cortex. Proprioception, I'm rushing because I've only got two minutes. <laughs> but this is the stuff, this is the reason why we touch and why it feels good to be touched is because it's interoceptors. Question, mm. do we have interoceptors in our superficial fascia, Julian? Masses of them, That's masses of them. Okay, but we've got very few receptors of any, especially nerve endings in our muscles. We have nerve endings as far as our spinal cord is concerned to, re to revert back in terms of function, but very few touch receptors in our muscles, virtually none. Yeah. Oh, wow. So when you want to work a muscle, well, why you want to work a muscle? You can't work a muscle because a muscle doesn't know you're working it. The only thing that knows you're working it is your skin and your superficial fascia because it has the interoceptors that feed back. And that interoceptor then says, is this a painful touch or is this a healing touch? If it's a painful touch, it drives your endocrine system, it releases endorphins, your pain reduces and you walk out going, I feel better for three days until it comes back again. When you touch in a way that is a touch process, a touch response, then that is a, it's so powerful. And this is coming from the University of Gothenburg. There's references for this. It's, it's even Robert Schleif's talking about it. Wow, he's saying, oh, maybe there is something in the fat. <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe there is. Okay. Yeah, so this is the adipose method. This is the stuff that's in there. The other thing that Gil mentioned was the fact of an endocrine organ, uh, Journal of Endocrinology, Kershaw and Flyer, 2004. So there's, again, references I can give you for this, and I am rushing and I'm condensing the whole thing. But it's an endocrine organ because it responds and it manufactures hormones, in particular the hormone leptin, which is really, really important for us. So leptin is the the stuff that they're trying to produce as an appetite suppressant. So leptin is the thing that says, stop eating, you fat bastard. So <laughs> it says I'm satisfied. Absolutely, but when you, when you have uh, adipodystrophy, where you have very little or you have masses of it, leptin is inhibited. And it's in this layer that it's inhibited. So it takes a while, it takes 20 minutes for leptin to kick in. But your body is, is, is the thing that says, well, if you can keep eating calories, we'll switch this off because you must need to keep eating those calories. There must be a need for you. We trust you that you need to eat these calories. There must be a, uh, a bad winter coming. So, and you've got a big mammoth, eat the whole thing, we'll let you. And we'll let you pile on those calories. 
and there's guys in the States that we've seen that, that can take on 30, 40,000 calories a day. They're enormous. They can, take, they can keep doing that. It's a success as humans. But it's stored in this layer that we have. And the other thing I wanted to say, which is separate to this, is that this is the transition away from the human layer. So we move now in this process, for those of you who haven't done this, so those of you have, to have you know, and we become the anatomical layer. We, we reveal the anatomical layer. This is, takes away the female or the male. And after all, once we get away from this layer, it's an androgynous layer. And it's, a, it's quite an emotional place over the next day or two to, to be in from that because it, it changes the energy of, of what we're working on. But that's the thing about touch. Touch is all those hormones, all those chemicals back up through the pituitary. So the touch, the gentle touch, particularly the gentle touch, pleasant touch, it's also associated with sexual touch as well. The pleasant touch is driving a human growth factor. There is no other way to describe how important touch is as humans. We are programmed to touch each other. And a society that fears touch or sexualizes touch is a society that is in crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are in our country, and I'm pretty sure you are here as well. Thanks, Joy. Thanks, Thank you so much. This is It's like We're picking up trash In Jurassic What's up? You're Kate, right? Right. Oh, you're recording this? Kate Smith. Kate Smith. Where are you from, Kate? Charleston, South Carolina. We're, uh, we're peeking out here, so we've got to, we've got to stand back from our, our mic. Charleston, South Carolina, as in the dance, Charleston. Yes, as in the dance. Is that where it comes from? Dance. Dance. Yes, it does. Dance. It comes from Charleston. Sorry. Okay, and what are you doing here? Why are you here on this course? Because uh, I'm a yoga teacher, and okay. I want to see, a yin yoga teacher specifically, and I want to see what this layer is about. Okay. And, and has it met your expectations so far? Yes. So how was Far today? exceeded. How was today with the superficial classroom? Really interesting, because I want to know whether I'm trying to put my students in that layer, like bring them into that layer, or pull them out into that layer, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are they outside of their bodies, or are they already in there, just hidden? And is there a conclusion you come to, or is it something you're going to... No, it's a question. Okay. Possibly never-ending, but well, that's a good question. That's good. They're good questions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a body worker in that sense, I'm not a tactile body worker. So for me, it's got to be about my words. Okay. Very interesting. Interesting. I have to cue them into that layer without touching them. We'll touch back on that. Soon. All right. Take it easy. Thank you. So that was the end of the first week of the three-week adventure. Very different pace to what we're used to. Having six days can be a bit frustrating. Uh, you wanting to hang out in a layer and sort of play with it and. Um, cut it about a bit more um, we didn't have that um, don't normally have that luxury but this time it's been it's been really nice to just be in that space the measuring has presented some challenges trying to find out how we're going to be able to do that um, but I think on the whole it's been um, a really interesting and productive week Saturday was a, a voluntary day a choice day people didn't have to come in it was a, a, a day that people could could come in and finish off some projects if they wanted to um, or not and about half the group decided to come in um, and then so what we've got now is starting on Monday morning we've got the muscular layer that we can start to fluff get rid of the rest of the superficial fascia on the back and work out the way that 
the measurements are going to be taken from from here on in. So it's um, it's been a it's been a really nice leisurely week. The group's bonded very well. There's some lovely people in the group, and um, I'm looking forward to an, another two weeks. It's, um, if you want to follow my intermittent and random blog on the three weeks, then you can find that at www.functionalfascia.com. You can also follow my Twitter feed on at ECBS Bowen. And I will be putting another episode of this stuff up at some stage over the next few weeks, possibly several episodes, who knows. So watch this space, stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. And probably have to do with your insecurities There's no shame in being crazy Depending on how you take these words I'm paraphrasing this relationship we're staging And what a beautiful marriage